You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we're going to have a really wild and woolly show today. A little bit later, we'll be hearing from our old friend Brad Steiger. Now, those of you who have been listening to the Paracast since 2006, has it been that long? We'll remember that our first show included two people, Jim Mosley, who's no longer with us, and Brad Steiger, who is and is still coming out with all sorts of great books, and we'll talk about his latest book in a few moments. Let me get on to a few other subjects here. Now, last week we mentioned the fact that Art Bell tried to do a comeback that didn't go along very well, and after a few weeks he stopped doing a show for Sirius XM. And we made a few comments, I think one of the most important issues being the fact that the name of the show, Art Bell's Dark Matter, conflicted with Don Ecker's show, Dark Matters, and of course, Art Bell knows Don Ecker, so we wondered about that. We also brought out the fact that, you know, when you try to come back, you know, people in show business try to make a comeback, it doesn't always work, especially if you try to do the same old thing and not adapt to the times, come up with the new guys, if you get the picture. Well, we got an email from somebody who I guess is an Art Bell fan, and that particular person said they will never, ever listen to the Paracast again because of the way we attacked Art Bell. Now, Chris, did we attack Art Bell? I don't think so. No, we just pointed out the obvious. Uh, I thought, what you can't be all things to all people, Gene. Yeah, I mean, good or bad, what could you do? Anyway, we had a really fascinating discussion last week, which has garnered a lot of comment with the crop circle pioneer or originator of the research, and that, of course, is Colin Andrews. Now, he had told us towards the beginning of the show something that's in the part of his book, the introduction, where he honors the late Reg Presley, a 1960s early punk rock star from the Trogs. Of course, his famous record was Wild Thing. Now. I looked online. I just happened to catch some information about Reg Presley. Did you know, Chris O'Brien, that he wrote a book about the unknown and crop circles? Mm, it kind of faintly rings a bell. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. I haven't read it, if that's what you're asking. Well, the book is called Wild Things They Don't Tell Us. And it's available in a Kindle edition. I mean, if you want a hardcover or a paperback edition, they're selling it from $20 to $158. So I wouldn't <laughs> suggest it. And unfortunately, Reg Presley isn't around to talk to him about it. I think it would have been fun to have... Well, I bet you signed like copies that. are going for a pretty penny. Well, yeah, I would expect. You know, he's not the only show business person who has written books about the paranormal. Richard Belzer, late of the Law & Order SVU show, he recently left it. He's a comedian and actor. He has written some books on conspiracy theories, and I'd like to get him on the show. Maybe now that he's not doing that TV show, he'll have no, more I time. Tried. I hands. tried to get him. I, I contacted his publicist and never heard back from them. So let's try again. I think it might be worth it. I mean, he must be looking for a job now. Yeah, he probably is. Now, one other good thing about crop circles, we heard just a few days ago from someone named Matthew Williams, who's one of the artists who creates crop circles. Yeah, Isn't that he got busted for trying to do one, actually. Uh-huh. Well, he wants to be on the show, and we hope to have him on next week. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I, I kind of was 
not surprised that some of our listeners really took uh, Colin Andrews to task for what they perceived as his new age bent on the subject. And I can understand why some people who are would like to think that they're firmly grounded in the scientific <laughs> uh, angle that they would not be happy with some of his uh, talk about, you know, this kind of catch-all term energy and trying to equate con uh, consciousness with crop circles and trying to equate the agenda behind the patterns as being important, uh, working through the actual hoaxers. And I was very fascinated by that particular line of thinking. And, um, but it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't come as a surprise that other people didn't share my fascination with that. I, I do think uh, personally that uh, that is an area of inquiry and study that deserves uh, at least some attention. I, I disagree that we should just totally disregard that particular angle of, of inquiry. You know, I do understand why people uh, would react a little bit negatively towards his, his uh, particular take on that. But uh, I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good episode and um, you know, it was a pleasure to have him on board. He's both an easy and a difficult interview. And the reason he's easy is you ask him a question and he just gets on with it. But the problem is here is that he speaks in run-on sentences and phrases and paragraphs and finding the place to say, okay, that's the end of the answer, let's get to the next question, is very difficult. And of course, if we try to interrupt him, other than to break a segment, people say, oh, Gene is interrupting him. Why don't they let him speak? Well, of course, because this is a commercial radio show, and we do have to break for our sponsors. But it also makes it difficult to have a good back and forth, because you ask him something in 14 words, and there's 12,000 words of response. He was a fun guest. I enjoyed talking with him. I think he's the kind of guy you want to meet in a pub, hang out, have a couple of beers. I don't drink beer, but you get the picture. And just let him tell stories. As our listeners have explained, you know, he's not a scientist. Yes, he has an engineering background, but he's not a scientist. He's dealing with things that are probably very, very difficult to prove. I mean, we could just say, okay, all crop circles are done by these artists or perpetrating hosts, and it's not ET, which certainly is something that I would accept. He says there is more to it than that. The inspiration for those crop circles, it doesn't matter. He also said something else in case you care about the trivia. He was a technical advisor for this movie from M. Night Shyamalan, the Indian director from Philadelphia, called Signs. <laughs> you forgot to add the word awful. <laughs> well, I it played like a it. 1950s I, I, sci-fi movie. Yeah, I, I don't I think that really the acting was bad. It was Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson, yeah. as I recall. Well, the one the one scene I did like is when Mel Gibson comes back in the house and uh, the kids and Joaquin Phoenix were all uh, adorned with uh, tinfoil uh, hats. I, I thought that was cute. Nice touch. Yes, his career was so promising, M. Night Shyamalan. And not because I learned how to pronounce his name. It's because he had some pretty good pictures, like... Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis, which is probably one of the best Bruce Willis films ever. Other than, of course, his Die Hard stuff. Die Hard with a whatever you call it. In any case, let's segue to another great storyteller. And that storyteller is none other than Brad Steiger, who with, by himself and with his wife Sherry Hansen Steiger 
has authored dozens and dozens of books about the paranormal. The last time he was on, he was talking about more than 160. I assume he's added 50 or so since then. I think he's up around 170 now. Okay. And that's pretty good. And these books aren't, you know, 200-page things like this current book, Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings, is a large paperback of nearly 400 pages. And the text is rather small. This is the kind of book I think that you're going to end up with, Chris, when they finally get to printing Stalking the Herd. It's going to be a very thick book. Yeah, it's going to be about that same uh, same size if we, we do the expanded width, um, which I do like, by the way. Uh, his book has a nice format, and I'm going to suggest that the my publisher goes ahead and, and expands the actual size of the book a little bit in terms of its uh, width. Now, we've got a lot of fascinating shows coming in the next few weeks. One show we might have features listeners who have had unusual encounters, paranormal experiences of one sort or another. We know a lot of you have had strange things happen to you, which is why you listen to the Paracast to maybe get some answers. So stay tuned for further announcements about that particular program. So we have Brad Steiger, author of Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings with Sherry Hansen Steiger. Brad's coming on next because you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, this is Gary Cooper with Midas Resources, Gold and Silver. Government shutdown, inept politicians, entitlements, looming Obamacare. The death of the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency is what nobody wants to acknowledge. We have a debt bubble that cannot be paid and will eventually crash the dollar. If you're concerned about keeping your money, why not consider storing your wealth in gold and silver? Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130. Together, we'll discuss your options of buying gold and silver. Again, the global elite have plans for your money, and it doesn't include you. So call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130, and we'll discuss your options of buying precious metals. Also, I can send you information on how you can roll over your IRA or 401k into a precious metal IRA. Again, don't get caught with money in your account when the dollar crashes. Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237. 3-7, extension 130. 
It's time for a home security quiz. What effective home security device is smaller than a coffee cup, fakes out burglars into thinking someone is home at your house while you're away, plugs into any wall outlet, is recommended by many police departments, and sells for less than $30? Yes, it's fake TV. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in, with burglars usually picking the easy target, a dark house that looks like no one is home. Fake TV is a small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV by simulating the light from a real TV. Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked. To get your fake TV for only $29.95 with free shipping, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. That's 877-532-5388 or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.com. Uncover a simple privacy loophole that can stop the NSA spying thugs in their tracks at privacylockdown.com. The NSA has already shut down hundreds of sites, and the truth be told, they could shut down this operation at any time. See, the privacy loophole I'm about to show you allows you to make all your sensitive information disappear in the next 30 days or less. Go to privacylockdown.com now to take your life off the grid and see the loophole in the NSA and FBI spying machine before they close the loophole forever. Go to privacylockdown.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're here back on the Paracast, and we are featuring someone who was one of our first guests on the show, and it comes back every year or so to catch up and tell us what he's doing, what he's on to. And in this particular case, he's got a new book out that he wrote with his wife, Sherry Hansen Steiger. Brad Steiger's book is called Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings. Now, some people say, Brad, that I'm an otherworldly being in a frightening way. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think you are... You have your senses and sensibility in other worlds, but you, my friend, are are very human in all the best definitions of what we are. But we deal with ordinary people, such as ourselves. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to it, we are quite ordinary. We probably have extraordinary interests, according to some people. But we're dealing, I think, always with the opportunities sometimes or the frightening aspect for some people, depending where you are, who you are, and what you're about, to always encounter the other, the other that takes many, many shapes and forms, including sometimes human. Now, when it comes to seeing the other or these strange beings, is there a specific demographic of people who tend to see these things, or is it all over the place? It's all over the place. You may remember 
that I began and Sherry and I have carried on this questionnaire that I put together way back in the 60s, like 67 or so, of people who have these experiences. And now, oh, we've got from, I think, nearly every country in the world, I can't think of offhand because they keep adding new countries or changing names, but we have right at 40,000 questionnaires. At first, you know, you start out with certain preconceptions and stereotypical impulses in your mind. Like when we started, we say, well, you know, the Irish, they like to see leprechauns or the British, they like to see ghosts. And I'm saying like to see because of the input and output we get. And you have stereotypes and you have stereotypes about different religious aspects. You know, Catholics are more likely to see apparitions and Lutherans are probably not, and Jews are somewhere in between, <laughs> and you set out with all those, and none of them prove out. None of them seem at all to hold. their stereotypes about the supernatural, the paranormal that I have found and we have found in our research that it's all over the place. It's all over the place and all age groups and so forth. It's really been fascinating, you know, to carry this, my case, beginning in the 77 and I was into this when I was 11 years old and when I had a near-death experience and that's a long time. And in this book, a lot of conclusions, and whenever I say conclusion, I say conclusion for now, a temporary conclusion <laughs> of what's going on, what may be going on. There I am, what may be going on. Before we well, get to case histories and conclusions, I want to ask you something here. Why is it that people become interested in the subject at this preteen age, 9, 10, 11 years of age? Like, for me, it was age 11, as it was with you. Actually, um, a little bit earlier for me, as I, this was probably the most personal book that I've done, Gene. When I began, I thought, you know, I'm going to be the objective reporter. And about halfway, you know, after maybe the first 75 books, people started asking, well, have you ever had these experiences? Have you ever undergone them? And I was still kind of aloof because, again, I just wanted to report. Well, I have since disclosed, you know, I, grew up in a haunted house that had been the old stagecoach stop and legends around it of the James boys and the Dalton brothers and so forth, having stayed there because it was a hotel too, of course, a stage stop. And our house was built with the same lumber after they tore that down. See, my sister and I, we've decided we're both insomniacs today because of what we saw walking through our bedroom every night. Pretty soon you get used to it, you know. But always, you know, the sounds of footsteps and thuds and bumps and, and uh, I think that that told me that there's another dimension to our reality. But it doesn't hurt you. You know, you 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 take it, it startles you once in a while, frightens you maybe on a stormy evening to see shadows following you around, but you realize they're always there. So in one sense, I guess I've, I've kind of concluded, and it seems strange after all this time, but Sherry and I were talking just a couple of weeks ago and were saying, maybe all the many encounters that we personally have had, and we're now disclosing many of them in the book, 
maybe it's something I hate to say in us, but maybe it's a certain who knows maybe it's a certain genetics uh, I've traced um my family back as it can be and I, and I guess there's always been an attitude of acceptance toward the paranormal or the supernatural as it was called then so maybe and I as I said I was just I did not disclose that for many years I was just the objective reporter running all over the world recounting these but now I can see that maybe this was a mission uh, for both of us uh, maybe this was something to share with others in a way that this is not this is not madness this is not kooks this is something within us and it's a very special part and not just within sharing I'm talking about all of us and maybe that's the reason for the other the other continually reminds us that we are more than physical things. We are much more than physical things, and we have not begun to reach our potential as both spiritual beings and physical beings. All right, let's kind of look at some of this in more detail. The languaging especially. We call it paranormal today. We might have called it supernatural or whatever. Right. Why did it become paranormal? Why do we change the language? To be more acceptable, um, we <laughs> when we moved back to Iowa from Arizona, the word came, of course, you know that we were those writers, and we were very pleased uh, when local newspaper wanted to do a feature on us, and it was very strange because the reporter kept, you know, looking behind things and, and looking up and, and, you know, checking this, and do you have any, and she named several esoteric type things, and we said, no, no, we don't have it. And then finally she confessed that she was supposed to find out, you know, what we supernatural people were doing, what ulterior motives did we have moving back to this small town you know were we going to uh put spells on people were we, and, and i thought you know this is incredible in this day and age they think that, that you're some kind of weird crazy person this is before they have the tv show supernatural by the way on cw brad steiger yeah. joins gene and chris you're in the paracast <laughs> Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. 
This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Which do you love best, Thanksgiving dinner or leftovers? The meal takes such time and effort, you wish it was easier so you could have it more often. Well, right now it is. Right now you can. Imagine your family enjoying the ultimate comfort food easily during stressed out times of a disaster or emergency, or outdoors while camping or hiking. The freeze-dried feast from Freeze-Dry Guy is a special case of Thanksgiving dinner, ready for you any day of the year for at least 25 years. Freeze-dried turkey tetrazzini, green beans, dehydrated potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yes, even dessert. This delicious feast is ready to eat when you want or need it most easily in just minutes. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. There's free shipping, plus your family could win a free traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Go now to freezedryguy.com. Hi, my name is Annette, and due to menopause symptoms for nearly two years, I suffered severe hot flashes, which prevented me from sleeping all night. It was so hard to work because it continued all day to have the hot flashes from hell. I was exhausted and depleted. After only three weeks on One World Way, I have no hot flashes, and I'm sleeping normally again. I feel energized and strong. This is an amazing product. It is a little-known fact that every single cell of your body is supposed to produce 10% of its protein content as glutathione. But due to toxicity and aging, it does not. Could glutathione be a missing factor in optimal cell function for your entire body? If you restore the optimal glutathione levels in your cells, especially your glands and organs, then as a result, your glands and organs work better. Imagine the quality of life improvement you might have. To order One World Way, call 888-988-3325. That's 888 888- 988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's oneworld w-h-e-y.com hi my name is richard dolan you're listening to the paracast Brett Steiger joins us on the Paracast. The book he wrote with Sherry Hansen Steiger is Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings. And he was talking about his return from Arizona, not far from where I'm living now, to a new home in Iowa. And, of course, he and his wife were supernatural kind of people. They had to be weird. They had to cast spells. Is that when you said, no, it's paranormal? 
Well, you tried to explain, and I think uh, that was a long about answer. Yes, that's why we use the term paranormal rather than supernatural. To me, supernatural had to do uh, always with, uh, you know, very powerful things, you know, like God is supernatural. That's, that's beyond nature, supernature. Where paranormal, it seems to me, well, you know, it's it's... It's normal, really, but it has maybe to some people an extra kind of juice there. But I think we have to, and what we've tried to do, and as you remember, Gene, <laughs> Sherry and I spent a lot of time doing seminars and lectures and so forth. And what we tried to do in those seminars is tell everybody they're all normal and they're all paranormal. They all have these abilities, if you want to say that, but they're very natural. You know, like such a thing as uh, pareidolia, where we, we tend to see faces and cracks and trees and walls and so forth, seeing faces. It's part of our survival element because it was very important for Paleolithic and Neolithic humans to see whether it was a saber-toothed tiger or another person looking back. We we are oriented to look at faces. Now, we get a lot of pictures, and I'll bet you do too, saying, I've taken this picture in this old tavern, and there's a, a cowboy, a cowboy from the 1880s leaning there. Well, probably what we see is just a shadow on a curtain, and we have to say, well, you know, it could be. We could, we're not dogmatic. There's no dogma in the paranormal. But we think, you know, Mary Paradolia, maybe that's just the shadows, and maybe you should look at it again. But all these things, even that is part of what made us survive as a species, is learning to use our senses beyond the ordinary, beyond the ordinary. Sure, we can smell, we can see, but there's something... We use different languages as we grew up. We say, boy, the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. Well, that goes way back when maybe we were had more hair than many of us do now. And we had that instinct, you know, maybe let's be a little cautious going around the corner because maybe the cave bear is reclaiming his cave and we don't want to go home into our cave right now. We have these senses. Businessmen, successful businessmen, will speak of their gut reaction to invest in this or invest in that, whether we use it to gain power in terms of wealth or in terms of our own consciousness of reality, we have these extra abilities, but they aren't extra. We just have to learn to recognize them. Now, it's commonly thought that animals have much more attuned senses. Like, for example, we have a little dog here, a Bichon, about a year and a half old, and he will sense things before we hear Mm -hmm. the door knock before we hear somebody pulling up in a vehicle. He seems to know mm-hmm. first. Is that right. part of this effect? Yeah, we have a Bichon too, by the way. It's remarkable. You know, again, growing up always around animals, as I did as, as a farm boy, and probably, well, as my mother said, I would never sell cattle. I would never sell any livestock because I could not do that. I mean, this was something... I was not 
I was made to live surrounded by animals and caring for animals, but in terms of sending them to market, how do you send your friends to market? You know, <laughs> right. but, but certainly observing. <laughs> yeah, I saw this on all animals, but especially dogs. Dogs have never, by me, from childhood to right today, are not animals. I mean, they are marvelous guides and companions that are somewhere in between. And they chose, it's interesting how they chose to link with us, some say, and I agree, roughly 140,000 years ago. They decided to leave that kingdom behind and join us, and they've been this constant companion ever since. And the reality of of their senses, <laughs> you know, we've written, what now, five six books on dogs, I guess, uh, Sherry and I. And we're always amused when some dog, it was just in the paper, just, I think, Sunday, this startling reality. That, and, and Sherry and I said, I wonder what kind of stipend, they, what kind of grant they got to come up with this uh, startling statement. But they said that dogs bond with their owners in the same way that babies, children bond with their parents. Well, duh, you know, anyone who's alert and has any type of sensibility realizes the bonding that goes on, the structure that exists between us. You know, it's it's really a blessed thing. And, of course, I grew up in a, um, you know, I had to, I suppose, the Protestant work ethic had to say that animals were beneath us because there probably were lots of little boys like me that didn't want to sell the livestock. We say that man has dominion over animals. And I say, "Eh, you know, if you go back and read those passages in Genesis, you see that God blew the breath of life into all creations, all animals, not just old Adam walking around. You know, I want to talk to you about that bonding with a new dog. And I'll give you an example of this. Our Bichon teddy bear. We got him from an organization that rescues dogs that have been, you know, given to the pound. And we got him at a year and one month old in February. We drove Mm -hmm. from Arizona to San Diego for this organization. And what they told us, they first interviewed us. They had to make sure we were suitable to take care of this animal. You know, that we were suitable. They wanted to check our home surroundings. We had to answer questionnaires. I'm serious. And then we got there, which is a good thing because, you know, we're rescuing this this little person. So as the time came for us to meet him, they said they were preparing him for our arrival. I said, okay, that's interesting. And then we met him the first time at the home of one of the people who works with this organization. It's called... Bishan for kids, F U R kids.com. Bishan for kids.com. Great. And we saw him there. First of all, he was much bigger than most Bishans. He weighs 21 pounds and he's 100% pure Bishan. They normally what? 13. So is ours. <laughs> okay, so maybe you've got his, one of his relatives here. Maybe. In any case, which would be funny, but interesting. So, in any case, he saw us. He just came right up to us and made us want to hug him. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't stop hugging this little guy for a couple of minutes. And that's mm-hmm. it. He was part of the family. Right, right. But it was that and instant I, bonding I as him. if he knew who we were, why we were right. there, and he had to make sure he made the right impression. Exactly, exactly. And I love it that you said little person, not little animal, but little person. And, you know, the bonding took place immediately, and he did know. He knew that you, his family, 
he was going to be reunited. And, you know, blessed be the tie that binds. Well, he's a lot of fun. He's a wacky little guy. Yeah. yeah. I, Chris I, is I mad a psychic him. cat. What'd you say, Chris? I have a psychic cat. You do? Yeah. I don't know how in the world she knows it. But as soon as I open my eyes, I'm a very light sleeper, especially in the morning. There have been occasions where she's been really hungry or cold and she's meowed and woke me up. But nine times out of 10, as soon as I open my eyes, there'll be like a second or two. And then I'll hear her meow outside, you know, saying, come out and feed me. It's like she knows somehow the instant that I'm awake. And, and this is almost every morning. It's, it's quite uh, uncanny uh, on her part. Well, he knows, Teddy Bear, when I get awake in the morning. Of course, he may also hear the alarm, but he'll start climbing in the bed, waiting for me to get up or waiting for my wife to get up. And in any case, Brad Steiger joins us as we discuss other creatures with whom we intermingle. And more with Gene and Chris in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free sent right to your mailbox, plus a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these specials. A 14 by 21 foot shop for under 6000 or a 50 by 100 for under 30000 You heard right. That's 5000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. My name is Frank Bates, and I got a confession to make. Just a few days ago, FEMA went directly to my supplier and tried to buy my entire stockpile of high-quality survival food. It sounds crazy, but I'll show you the exact letter they sent in a minute. Revealing FEMA's plot could land me in hot water, but I think you deserve to know exactly what they're doing. Go to FEMAHatesThis.com to see undeniable video proof that the government is on the hunt for as much survival food as they can grab in 24 hours. Be warned, it's really disturbing because the fact is FEMA must know something we don't. 
Go to femahatesthis.com to see why survival food is the number one item to hoard right now and why supplies are so low or even completely sold out already at many stores across America. Do it now because I don't know how long it will be online, so go to femahatesthis.com while you can. That's femahatesthis.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even if I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months, simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Channeling his inner Bela Lugosi. That's Brad Stein. Oh, no, Bela sounds a little bit different. <laughs> it's interesting. There's actually an NBC TV show called Dracula, which yeah. doesn't at all resemble the traditional uh-uh. story. It has the same characters. It's not doing very well. I watched it 10 minutes. I made it through 10 minutes. You did. It's kind of confusing. The actor, Jonathan Rhys Myers, he's an Irishman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he portrays Dracula either with a British accent or an American accent because he's pretending to be an American industrialist. Like uh, an 1890 Steve Jobs. Don't even start with this. So we know that Chris O'Brien has a psychic cat. Is it the fact, Chris, that you get up at the same time every day or what? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, and I don't use an alarm. Um, I, I, I'm able to program myself to wake up at the proper time. Uh, she'll do it. It doesn't matter if I have to do a canyon run and get up at 530. Uh, as soon as I wake up, she'll meow. If I've been up late till three, four in the morning working on, on the book or something, and I don't get up till later, as soon as I open my eyes, there'll be a pause and then she'll meow. And, um, you know, occasionally she, she gets ahead of herself and she does meow and it, it oftentimes wakes me up. So I'm pretty sure I've kind of, I've been very uh, alert to this uh, for the last couple, three years. And, and she's really, she's amazing. It, it's the animals, sensitivities have uh, always intrigued me, but um, mm-hmm. this bond that they have, I think with, with the people that they trust and, and feed them and take care of them. I think that there's a, a special bond that's, that's established, and there's a, there's a some kind of psychic link there. I'm I'm fairly convinced of that. Oh yeah, the relationship is is different though, and and you have to be careful, you know, dog people and cat people. But the the cat, you know, has to accept. You don't own a cat; it owns you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, it, it it comes up and and rubs your leg, and that means okay, you're all right. No, it's interesting when I was. Uh, let's see, it probably would have been uh, 12 and 13. I was out doing chores, and I heard a meow up on the barn roof. And here was this 
ugly cat. I mean, it had mottled hair so that it actually looked like it had a little human face. And it leaped from the barn. Luckily, this was winter, and I had a winter coat on, and landed on my shoulder, just like, you know, a parrot and the old pirate uh, stereotype. And that was the way it stayed as long as the cat was with us. It would ride on my shoulder when I would do chores. Now, in the summertime, Dad had given my sister and myself uh, an old brooder house, which was like a little house, you know, the windows, the doors, everything. So in one end, my sister had her playhouse. The other end, I had my books and my artwork because... I wanted to be this incredible cartoonist when I grew up, quote unquote. So I would come every day when I had a break, a break from doing farm chores. And in a regular time, whenever I had a minute, I just ran and sat at my drawing board and was drawing. I would never be there. I would never be there longer than one or two minutes. And this was a regular times when the cat would jump through the window and watch me draw. I really felt for a time that that was like a familiar, you know, with the way it acted. I didn't know that then when I was 12, but when I look back on it, just the way the cat interacted, and then one day it was gone. And I feel, you know, it it, uh, spent its time with me, and, and that's what cats do. They come and they go. The relationship, you know, and of course, we have wonderful relationships with cats when we open ourselves to it. But but it's, I think, very different from that of the dog who, yeah. you know, again, on the farm, the dog was like the hired man. The dog stayed with us. You know, the, the livestock was at the other end, and, and he really was like a hired man. And in those days, you could not farm unless you had a dog, at least yeah. one dog, because, you know, there are always the foxes and the um badgers and possums. I mean, every every night was like a raid on the farm by the creatures that came out of the forest in the hen house, grab the hens, get the eggs. I mean, it was just, uh, and then there were the packs of wild dogs that were around. So you had to have that close companion, that canine buddy up by the house. Yeah. I'm not really a cat person. I I inherited them. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I slowly become, uh, entrained to be a uh, cat person you know again the the cats we've had i i think it was the whole attitude because they you know they um the dog or the cat listened to verbal commands if we'd say don't jump up it wouldn't jump up when it was kittens i remember they would come to our daughters and um they wanted help i mean they they wanted midwives they wanted humans and so forth so again it was uh you know, people say cats do not respond to verbal commands, but I think it depends on the cat and depends yeah. on the person. It depends on the relationship and, and the link, the psychic link that you have. Yeah. Well, she's trained me to respond to her verbal commands. <laughs> <laughs> she has a particular meow when she wants to go out or come in. She has a meow when she's hungry. She she has a meow when, she's, uh, when there's uh, some sort of danger lurking about. So, uh, and she's a pretty effective little communicator for a cat, which is, uh, I think, a little on the rare side. One part of cats that, that I like, uh, w- when we first moved, we were, we were out in the country when we came back to Iowa. Well, not right away, but uh, the second big home that we had. And uh, there was a scratching at the door one morning. 
And I came out, and there was a little tuxedo cat. And I said, you know, I really don't want a cat. I really don't need one. But I said, you look bedraggled, and if you're going to stay. Now, in this household, everyone does his share. So if you do your share, you can stay. The next morning, I came out, and there on the porch was a rat, a gopher, and some other indescribable animal that (laughs) Bart, as we called him, Bart, had laid out indicating he would do his share. And I said, okay, here's some tuna. You're part of the family now. (laughs) Oh, you're a big softy. Oh, yeah. But when he offered, you know, showing how he was going to take care of the vermin, you know, and we say that with a haughty voice. Yeah. Because from the vermin's fine point, they, they, they ain't vermin. <laughs> they belong here just as much as we do. Yeah. You know, there's a question here that, that I think is a good one to ask right now. We do have a number of questions from forum.theparacast.com where you, the listener, can um, ask questions of our guests. And this one comes from Bert State. And it, it's, a, I think, a good place to start uh, uh, with the questions. And he goes, in your latest book where you define the other as the collection of immaterial sightings of angels, demons, ghosts, aliens, etc., what specific uh, proofs do you have that these frequent sightings are something actually independent and outside of us as opposed to just the history of human stories, cultural training, and folklore? Okay, so common to us all that we see these entities because we expect to. That's that's part of it. The person probably heard me on a radio show but hasn't read the book yet, or or the person would know that that's that's in the book. <laughs> but uh, to answer it, to be fair, uh, yes, we say that it can be the collective unconscious. It can be the commonality of us as inherited. Uh, you know, all these stories, and that's the point we make again and again in the book. That why shouldn't it be? the same entities all the time, because we've had that, you know, we've had the wee people, we've had the um, old man of the woods, which easily becomes Bigfoot, uh, in, in, you know, certainly in some interpretations. We have these archetypal figures that are part of us, are unconscious. So, yes, we we say that and we emphasize that in the book that that is the form that the other will take but yet we feel that there is this external intelligence that utilizes masks itself in these physical forms that are very much a part of us and who we are and the age we are determines so much you know what we will see and for some, as I and and basically what we're saying, whoever has these experiences, whenever they have them, and this is something we make serious when we interview people, is that we have respect for their experience, and we know that for many, their concept of reality has been forever expanded by this interaction, right. and they cannot be dissuaded that they did not see it, and it becomes for so many people a life-altering experience, an illumination, an epiphany, if you will, that has changed their life forever. All right. So much more to explain with that long answer from Brad Steiger joining Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. 
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux, and most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. There is Bela Steiger, I mean Brad Steiger, excuse me, (laughs) joining Gene and Chris. The book is called Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings. Brad was busy answering a listener's question. You want to expand on that before we go on? Uh, I think that probably does it. Um, we, we could pick it up probably throughout the discussion today because that that is the essence of the book. You know that we we utilize these in a sense they become and stay with me on this. They're kind of like psychic shorthand. Maybe the percipient, the viewer, the experiencer doesn't realize it at the time. Maybe he never will. But someone, you know. Uh, you know, when you, when you've studied this field and been in the field and going to you know haunted houses and UFO sightings and talking to it seems you know an endless number of contactees and abductees and you start putting these things together and to discuss this with well for some people and. One has to be, I think, very careful that you do not shake anyone's... When you recognize that someone has a true and meaningful belief, 
I don't think anyone has the right to uh, challenge that or shake that. Uh, it, it becomes part of the individual's uh, individual zeitgeist, and and I don't think you have a right to do that. But if a person is open to it. And since the book has come out, many people have written and said, you know, I thought my experience with this, but now I'm open that this was maybe contact from a higher source, a multidimensional source, instead of, and here again, I'll, I'll tread on somebody's feet, and I don't intend to. So if you don't want to tread on their feet, feet, don't worry about it. This is the Paracast. <laughs> okay, okay. So a lot of people feel that they have been abducted by aliens from outer space. Now, if you can accept that this was some type of spiritual growth experience where instead of being examined by little doctors from outer space, that maybe your spiritual self or even your physical self, your higher self or the other, this dimensional guide was evaluating you for a better life here so that instead of being monsters or sadists from outer space who treated you badly, maybe this is a convolution of an experience, a psychic experience in which you have a growth experience from what seemed to be an interaction. Now, we know we are influenced by the media, we're influenced by television, we're influenced by the movies, and once we have these archetypal elements presented to us, that becomes, you know, a residual. That becomes what is called a meme. And we have so many memes going now. We have shadow people, and we have the slender man, and we have, you know, the everlasting three men in black. We have these planted into our unconscious, and we may then be undergoing an internal evolution of spirit that expresses itself in these ancient archetypal devices. We needed an impetus. We needed something that would bring us to this realization. So what better than our age-old monsters that are always there to serve their role as teachers? Yeah. And these these symbols or these these images... have a life of their own. They actually develop over time and, and they exactly. more can change. Exactly. You- now we just, we just had Halloween and now you, every town, I, I don't think any, any place is immune to this around Halloween. They start trotting out their local color ghost stories, right? And it's almost always there's there's been an old nunnery that has burned down and phantom nuns are seen, you know, and eventually people go out and let's see the phantom nun. And by golly, they, they see it because that entity has become like a psychic marionette. That entity has taken on a life of its own. And the haunted, the spectral dog that haunts part of a river, the... Uh, the phantom hitchhiker, the lady, the young woman who just has to get home after the prom, all all of these things do take on a life of their own. Right. Like the devil sightings in the Española Valley that go all the way back to the uh, end of the 19th, beginning of 20th century. And every few decades, boom, you have a, a, a reemergence of this particular phenomenal 
type and uh and it exactly. it's reported by people uh and lately even people are go- willing to go on the record right and chris you and i share a fascination for the trickster you know as as it is portrayed both in native american culture and in european culture and in every culture in the world if you yeah. examine it and this is a very important part. This is a very important role of the other. You know, the trickster can be, for some people, as, as you just were saying, a devil, a demon, you have to watch out. Or to others, it can become this bearer of an epiphany, of an illumination. Right. Yeah, good point. And, uh, or, or a lesson, or to show you that that life is uh is more inexplicable than than we care to uh to you know admit to ourselves and and to each other and there's there's a and, lesson there and always that is the basic lesson isn't it chris that yeah. is the basic lesson yeah it shocks us out of our static uh, exactly. uh structures and systems makes exactly. us think i wanted to ask you one thing brad before we go on these creatures of all sorts of forms and shapes and methods of communication, is it all caused by the same source or what? Oh, boy. Um, you know, the easy answer is yes. There is some intelligence, external intelligence and so forth. But, you know, um, as I said, there's no crying in baseball and there's no dogma in the paranormal. You know, it's... Um, uh, I I think either Sherry or I would probably not take that final dogmatic step, but we were saying basically the other in terms of being an inclusive uh, concept to say that it is the other. Multidimensional intelligence, extra-dimensional intelligence, um, yeah, you can say uh, you know the 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 basic symbolism, and it's a good one and a simple one. Is you have only one moon in that sky at night, but let's say below there's a um, gardener, and he has uh, two hundred empty flower pots, and it's rained the night before, so there's water in every one of the flower pots. So you have one moon, but down you have 200 little moons in these pots. So it may be something like that. And, and I realize that may be amorphous to some, but I think uh, some will understand that uh, analogy. There appears to be an interconnectedness, though, on some deep level that, at least in my personal um, research and view and based on my own experiences, I, I've always suspected that there is some some web of connection uh between all mm-hmm. these disparate yeah we feel there is very much so yeah yeah, yeah but they all they all do have a life of their own <laughs> yeah 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 but but again as i say that analogy of one moon but 200 moons in the flower pots yeah you know if if you can follow that uh i know it's amorphous on one level but if you just stop and think about it you know it's uh uh, okay, you know, there, there's three of us talking here, and um, ostensibly hundreds of thousands can be listening to it, and it will be an interconnectedness. Right. We have this interconnectedness that we have to deal with right now. 
It's the sort of interconnectedness that radio shows of this type encounter every nine or ten minutes or so. With Gene and Chris and Brad Steiger, you're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Midas Resources. November 14th, 2013. Gold opened at 1286.30. A one ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1333.13, 666.56 for a half ounce, or 333.28 for a quarter ounce. Again, that's 1333.13, 666.56, and 333.28. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. US, one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $29.95, Fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and comes with free shipping. Order your Fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terragonics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 
one is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all-natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris and Brad Steiger joining us, the book is Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings. And we're trying to put it all together, our interactions with these others, who and what they might be. Some suggest that these beings in their various and sundry forms, are visitors from other planets or star systems or whatever. What do you think? You know, some may be. Some may be. We certainly have to entertain that. I, after traveling here and there and abroad, I, I tend to say it's, it's multidimensional or interdimensional or, or whatever term we want to say that. that it's It's something that uh, perhaps is around us at all times, and conveniently now, because we're in the space age, assumes that as as an identity that will be more easily perceived. Right. But in many ways, you know, the phenomena has stayed the same, and we called them first the Fae, we called them the Shay, we called them the Fairies, the Elves. And they've always been with us, and it's basically the same phenomena. They would take people away for what would seem like a year or two, and back on uh, present reality, we have uh, only gone for two minutes, or the converse, you're gone for two minutes, but to you it's a year. I mean, all these things, and the changeling, the hybrids that the fairies were always trying to uh, manage, they're trying to breed with us, the hybrids, where people were either taken away to breed with the with the fae, or hybrid beings were left and, and someone's child was taken away to be bred again. This is ancient, and it's in all cultures. So I think we kind of have an overlay, and then for our sophisticated age, after we we talk about going to the moon and to other worlds, and we see Star Trek and Star Wars, it is firmly ensconced now as aliens from another world. Not saying that there isn't life in other worlds, but I think the traffic and the uh, number of instances, and when I see some UFO organizations giving their estimate of how many people have been abducted, I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. And I think here again, this this is a meme that lends itself so much to popular culture because we all like a boogeyman, and we like to see, you know, the outer space. They've come to eat Detroit and so forth. So I think, yes. I we, think we they already did say, Detroit. <laughs> I th- I'm afraid they did, yes. I, I regret that because Detroit is always one of my favorite cities, and uh, what has happened there is tragic. When people ask me that question, I always say, wait a minute, I have a sneaking hunch that we're the aliens and that what you're talking about is way more terrestrial than we are. It's been here probably far longer. 
Exactly. It's been here ever since we stood upright, hasn't it? And, and undoubtedly before we stood upright. The Fae, when they do communicate, say they're a cousin species of ours, you know, and, and we know that in every culture, well, we just had the discovery now of the hobbits, as they're called, the Florences. Right. I think an interesting thing, you know, fascinated, worlds before our own and mysteries of time and space. I've always been fascinated by who we really are and what our history really is. And we were having so many species, so many indeterminate species that were saying, wow. And now because of this cave in Damansi, where we have like six types appear and we're saying, hey, wait now. Just like now we have people seven feet tall and we have people four feet tall and yet we all intermix, we interbreed, we're capable, we're all one species. Maybe that's the way it's always been. So anthropology has just been uh, taking another hit and is going to have to revise a lot of textbooks that were nearly written. Yeah, and boy, they don't like doing that, even though they publicly say, oh, it's always good for science to be self-correcting, but <laughs> these guys that get doctorates on theories that are no longer valid, I, I'm, I'm sure That's that it right. gives us a hit. That's right. That's right. So, again, the outer space thing, sure, it always is a contender. It's always there as a possibility. But uh, I think what we have now is really, in our opinion, multidimensional. Yeah. Now, is this someplace one can physically visit if you want? You know, hey, I want to go to the 17th dimension and see what's going on there. Could I find a dimensional portal? That, that's a fascinating question, and I would suspect it would come from Eugene. Uh, that's something that I know we've wrestled with for decades, maybe when we first began in this field. Uh it seems, but it, you know, and that's it seems like kind of a nice fairy tale explanation, but then it also seems real because of the experiences of some people. Can we get there now? Here again, maybe traveling through outer space will come down in one advanced civilization to be done mentally, to be done psychically, and so many people claim to have projected themselves. Now, are these extended dreams? Are these uh, incredible? They, they swear they're not on drugs, so they're not hallucinogens, but are there natural hallucinogens that, that we can create and, and foment within our, our own psyches and bodies? So, you know, it seems as though there are portals. I have numerous accounts and, and um, we have a couple in the book, in this book, but you remember, Gene, a, a century ago, I did this uh, strange disappearance book, and that has created so much responsibility as I was back in the 60s, but as people who seemed to find portals that were temporarily there uh, and witness uh, scenes of the past, going back to pioneer days, camping out, but yet finding there's a tribal village within their site, but yet they really can't interact with this, like seeing a large movie. And then some people who do claim to interact with what they've seen, mm -hmm. but then they they see people dressed in period costume. They extended. I, I'm thinking again of what uh, what our, my family saw. One thing uh, this this continued even when we tore that house down for the second time and built another one. The, the phenomena continued. It seemed to be just be in the environment. And I can remember 
as you know, 16, 17, or when I come home from college to visit, on certain nights the whole family would be up looking out the window because we would hear the sound of a stagecoach and horses coming down the lane, you know, just as it did before. And it wasn't a lane, but it was a road. And these things... Are, are they impressed in the environment? Are there portals that sometimes open? People who disappear, do they disappear in another time? These are the stuff of science fiction. I remember when my Mysteries of Time and Space came out, uh, one reviewer said that uh, Steiger has given science fiction writers enough material for 20 years. Well, uh, <laughs> they obviously took advantage of it because I have so many of those stories in Mysteries of Time and Space. But They, you know, did, they influenced the TV series, the British TV series Primeval, where they have these dimensional portals all over the place. But what I want to ask you after we get back from our break is about whether these portals are taking us through time or through another reality. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Brad Steiger joins mm -hmm. Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you, has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927. 866-229-0927. Or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited-time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open-pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. 
These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Way and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Way, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Way, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100-degree heat, and then I'd take another two servings of One World Way and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Way comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworldway.com. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris, Brad Steiger joins us. He's chuckling because of his inner knowledge and wisdom. His real encounters, different dimensions, and otherworldly beings. If you hear the dogs in the background, they're having their own up-close and personal encounters. But what I was suggesting there, I guess based on, you know, what we hear about Dimensional portals, say the TV series Primeval, they were going back into the past. They even did a remake of Flash Gordon. Instead of taking a rocket ship to the planet Mongo, he went into a dimensional portal that sent him to another world somewhere. Or in the Stargate series, they used the Stargate to instantaneously transport yourself across the galaxy. So what are we talking about? Either or both time travel, or alternate realities? I think both. Those are very attractive scenarios that you just repeated for us, Jane. I think very attractive to any person who has a sense of whimsy and fancy about him, but also looking for explanations for some of these paranormal, supernatural occurrences that have happened and been recorded ever since man began to etch things down and tell stories around campfires. These stories have been current, are current always. They always remain so I think it's both, but, you know, there, there's so many little things. My grandmother gave me the actual photographs, the collection from the War Department of the Matthew Brady Civil War photographs. It's a thick book. I cherish it because it was, you know, issued by the War Department. And, and here are these fabulous pictures of Matthew Brady, and I look at them, and there are the generals, there are the people, and then I look and I say, what? That guy doesn't belong. He just doesn't look 
like he's in 1860. I mean, he looks like, and then you have that and you realize you're just kind of playing a little game with yourself. But then you say, I wonder, I wonder if some people have stumbled in. People have written incredible accounts, some of which shared in books, a couple we shared in the current book of people who really seem to have stepped back. And and there are classics, there are classics. We've all read them, the accounts of people who literally seem to go back and witness especially battle scenes, Normandy Beach or or battles in, in some of the momentous battles of history where they've seen pieces and and they've even checked the time. Some had the presence of mind to write down when the fighting was strongest and when it lulled and when it lapsed and when it peaked, and they match exactly the record, the war records that are found. So great events may indeed leave their echoes behind. So I think it's both. This will be a situation that now physicists are get, getting into it. I, I can remember um, when I was teaching in college, you know, I I had some of my my greatest discussions with the physics teachers who were more open to uh, what I was writing about than than any of the other departments, I guess. You know, why not give our listeners kind of a classic case or two, a story that typifies what this is all about? Well, we have, you know, the classic case of of the two ladies who witnessed the court of Louis XIV when they were walking and... But but again, some of the more recent ones are, well, a classic one that we have in the book that, well, I say it's classic. I hope it will become classic after people buy the book. But this was told to me in a very straightforward way by um, a radio host who, during commercials or after the program, I guess, after we had discussed things, told me her experience where she was asked to apply we know how people in media move on to different stations and so forth. So she, this was a much larger station. So she had to drive away, and she asked a friend of hers to come along. And they arrived at night, and, and they thought, well, you know, we're not going to sleep in the car. So there looks like a very nice motel right behind uh, a fast, you know, like, a, well, I'll just say a, the Dairy Queen, uh, that type of establishment. So it was right behind there. It looked convenient. They stayed there. They got up in the morning. They they paid their bill. There was breakfast where they could just have a roll and coffee and a very pleasant staff. They went to the radio station. She did a successful interview. She was hired. And then they just wanted to swing by one more time and thank the kindly gentleman who checked them in so late at night and didn't complain and was there when they left. And they go behind the ice cream freeze place, and there's no motel there. There's nothing there. It's just an empty lot. And they say, well, we know it must be wrong. There must be two of these dandy freeze places. They looked around. They drove. They checked. They finally asked, and people looked at them. There's never been a motel there. There's never, ever been a motel there. It's just that empty lot. Now, she's been at this radio station where she interviewed me for 10 years, and she says she still goes out every once in a while trying to find that motel where they stayed and were treated so nicely. So that's the kind of experience that we hear from people. I hear some from um, military veterans 
will again seem to, during the height of battle, go into another time and given words of inspiration uh, by what they now conclude were angelic or otherworldly beings. So these things happen to people. And again, the there are those you can put off to yearning departure from loved ones, but the ones we get where the soldier says, right in battle, I was wounded, and there was my mother standing and giving me courage. Now, when they get back, they found out she had a vivid dream. So dreams seem to be one way to travel through time and space. I have one of my favorite stories in there, which is a little long to tell now in our, our present book, Real Encounters, is a mother who is sorrowing for his son, her son, uh, their poor family. He left. He left because uh, he left the $40 he had and said, Mom, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get a job, and maybe I can send you money and help. Well, long story short, which we detail in the book, uh, at just the right pace, not too long, but to tell now is she had a dream in which a young Hispanic boy appeared to her and said, uh, your son is ill. He's very ill. He needs you. Now, dream, mind you. She knew she was dreaming, but she took the little, the young man's hand. He wasn't a little boy. He was like 18, 19, and traveled to a place where it seemed to be an old attic and there was her son lying covered in dirty blankets with a high fever and he looked and said mom mom you've come and then with the guidance of this young hispanic boy which they told them that they had set out together to earn money and the young hispanic boy had been drowned in an accident the mother then was escorted back to her bed by the young Hispanic boy, who is obviously a spirit now. Later that day, they received a call from a hospital where the young boy, their son, had been taken, and and they eventually went then to retrieve him. But to her mind, to in in this tableau, it was a crummy old attic, and a young boy a friend of her son who had been killed in an accident led her in what reality? What reality? Because in truth, he wasn't in an attic. He was in a hospital because he'd gone to a lumber camp to get job. He had been sick in the bunkhouse, and then his boss had found him ill and took him to the hospital. So in reality, he was in a hospital. In this alternate reality, he was in a crummy, miserable attic. But again, mother reached him through this other reality or alternate reality or the dream world. What are dreams really? How can we really participate in another world through our dreams? We'll get into more reality changes or alterations in a moment. Brad Steiger joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Available only at HempUSA.org. It's the first aid stick, and it's a must-have in any medical kit. With fast, chemical-free healing, the first aid stick stops bleeding, kills bacteria, is great for acne, insect bites, minor cuts and abrasions, will last for years, and is just $11.95. Everyone needs the first aid stick in their emergency kit. Call 888-910-4367. 888-910-4367. The first aid stick only at HempUSA.org. That's the sound of a 44 Magnum and Trauma Max. A high-tech hybrid Kevlar bulletproof vest from InfidelBodyArmor.com will stop it and most pistol rounds. Trauma Max is a major breakthrough in pistol-rated body armor and prices start at just $170 per insert. More protection, more stopping power, more mobility, and it weighs less than 5 pounds. Get details at InfidelBodyArmor.com. That's I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, taxhelponline.com. That's taxhelponline.com. For health and vitality for you, your family, and friends, get the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, as recommended by registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs. If you're a junk food junkie, getting on the Healthy Start Pack is one of the best ways to wean yourself off of processed snack foods and start putting good nutrition in your body. If you have a loved one who's dealing with heart disease or any health challenge, the Healthy Start Pack makes a great gift. If you have a grandparent or a parent in a nursing home, you will be amazed at the difference a once-a-day dose of the Healthy Start Pack will make in your loved one's energy levels, in their memory, in their mood, and in their general outlook on life. Give the gift of optimal health to your loved ones and order the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsidebed.com. That's brightsidebed.com. 
Order today. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. We're going to have this trio of Bryce Zabel, Nick Redfern, and Brad Steiger doing the Paracast stingers. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we're looking at real encounters, different dimensions, and otherworldly beings. You know, there's a TV show that was a British version and an American version called Life on Mars, where this police detective is shot, and he's in a coma, and then suddenly he's living in the 1970s. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I did not see it, but I remember uh, reading about it. And the ending is strange because in the American TV series, which lasted one season, it ends up that he is in suspended animation because he and his crew are going to Mars. And he wakes up, and it's over, and it was rather a lame ending. But the concept is interesting because it's not unusual, where somebody is, for some reason, unconscious, in a coma, whatever, and lives an entire life that is, to him or her, just as real. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's a fascinating concept. The reason, and there have been a number of TV shows that have kind of flirted with that, the reason they have the lousy ending, I think, is that no one really has come up with a suitable ending. How do you extend it? Do you extend it? Do they live there forever? Uh, well, let me let me make this point. Some of the experiences that Sherry and I deal with and and work through with people, when it begins, they say that they've gone to other worlds, they've been taken to other worlds. As we discuss and as we proceed, maybe they're willing to entertain it was a vision or it was a dream. But the interesting thing I found, and, and we found this really from the beginning with a pattern profile. I mean, back in the 60s, when we're really getting into UFO research, we find that after the, what I call, alerting incident, the person experiences poltergeist phenomena, may, excuse me, the person may experience poltergeist phenomena in the house. That means, you know, rattling books, flying off shelves, and that type of thing. But they begin to have spontaneous out-of-body experiences. They begin to have visionary experiences. They begin, in other words, I'll just cut it short to say paranormal experiences, which they swear they didn't have before or they weren't aware that they were having them before, if you will. But at any rate, these incidents, these epiphanies, these sightings of a uh, of an angel, an alien, a ghost, whatever, has that activating, the activating incident, once that vision is seen, and the times most presently and the research indicates that many people see them at 5, many people see them at 11, many people have them around 14, and then, of course, it depends upon the life path of the individual. But those are very common, you know, throughout, we can say, literally the world because of our questionnaire. So, again, it seems to be an activating incident wherever or whatever they believe really happens to them. It continues. It continues in ways which, fortunately, the majority of people find manageable. In other words, they don't have an out-of-body experience when they're driving their car on the freeway. But they will have them at 
We hope. We hope. But they'll have them at reflective moments. Well, you know, I don't want to give a specific name, but I talked to somebody the other day who had an instance where he took a road trip that should have taken, what, eight or nine hours and took mm-hmm. maybe three hours, a real time displacement kind of situation. And, of course, right. if we remember our former co-host, David Bietney, had come on the show with one of his friends talking about a trip he took from Boston to New York City, which takes about four and a half hours. And, you know, they drove through rush hour and everything, and they got to Queens in New York City in maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had a, a case or two like that as well. I was going to ask, though, Brad, what what role does uh, actual location play? I seem uh, to kind of have a, a hunch that there, there are clusters of, of events that that seem to cluster around specific locations where uh, for lack of a better term the veil is thin yeah yeah I, and and i think uh uh you know i'm always reluctant to start naming them because again planting that seed but when we hear and we receive reports from any areas and certainly uh if I understand exactly where you live, Chris, I think you're in an area where, where probably the veil is pretty thin. But but we have little little tiny dimensional things, and I, I think um, the forested regions, you know, are, are filled with them. I I think that, and then when the forests are chopped down, mowed down, and cities are built, those little pockets remain. And that's why some houses will be haunted, not by uh, entities or spirits, but by uh, a quite a different phenomena, where, where, again, those little valleys and openings, and uh, there are just some extraordinary accounts that we see from just, you know, regular people. I, I think that, and you know, one of the letters that we receive the most, you know, start with, thank God I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we recognize that feeling, don't we? I mean, this is... uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to have someone to share these experiences with. I was particularly struck by the chapter on the We Folk and how you just list example after example of of areas that are, you know, kind of held as a special place for the Fey ones. Uh, Let's say Mm -hmm. uh, the example, I think, in Finland, uh, where they were trying to expand a factory. The other example of of putting up the telephone poles and and the people said you can't put a pole right there where you're planning on putting it because they won't allow it and i think that this location specificity um can come into play i think in in this sense uh, along with uh, someone having that breakthrough experience that then opens them up to uh, to other uh, experiences uh, through you know in linear time Exactly. I, I very much, very much believe that, and I know Sherry does as well. I'm always reluctant to um, be too specific. I mean, I'll recount, for example, in the book, we, we recount incidents of missing time and people who drove for hours when they should only have drove, you know, driven half an hour and so forth. But I'm very reluctant to put the exact location because you know lord lord knows how suggestible you know some people are we all are you know and if if someone is of a, a mystical bent or they've been uh, alerted by 
a television program that tells them, you know, ghosts are everywhere and so forth, which they are, but there's a way of, of approaching and dealing with this. So I know how suggestible it can be, you know, in a dark and rainy night type of thing. And I don't want to to, um, you know, inadvertently cause stress to some people because, you know, I know from working with when when we were ambitiously uh, going to haunted houses, which in many cases were really haunted people, as it would turn out, we we were fortunate in those days that there, there weren't all the television shows, you know, showing how to behave in a haunted house and how to act in a haunted house. In fact, you couldn't get this subject uh, on television. I remember in the early days, you know, going to promote a book. I mean, just trying to find a radio show, trying to find, well, television was impossible. They wouldn't get you on because you were, you were implanting belief structures in people and they couldn't do that. That's what cable TV does now. They yeah, plant political we could use beliefs on people. <laughs> yeah. It's getting to ridiculous but, but proportions. In those yeah. days, I say the only one was ABC. That was the only one that would let us even discuss the subject. The others wouldn't. So again, now, today, what do we have? We have cable television implanting all kinds of approaches and, and it, it appears you know so so easy well well it's not you know if, if you're truly finding a haunting phenomena you you may sit there for several nights before you see it or you know you may uh, be fortunate but i say in those days most often we were brought to a place by police officers who had found something they literally could not explain in the police manuals they had investigated they'd been there many nights they'd witnessed the phenomena it was really quite a different thing but i saw how some of the police officers in one case were uh, a police officer who had worked with us in many cases couldn't make it because he had to be the eye in the sky. He was also a pilot, so he had to have that duty that night. And he asked a friend to sit in who was a real skeptic, a real doubter. Maybe he did it out of orneriness. Because <laughs> I've always wondered why he selected this guy. We have to but find this, out what this, happened to this skeptic, what happened to this guy in our next segment. Brad Steiger and Sherry Hansen Steiger wrote Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings. Big book, chock full of fascinating stories. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. 
It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. (coughs) But don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the winter specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Ah, I still love the inner Bella there. Okay, Okay. Brad Steiger, so you sat down this skeptic, kind of wondering, as you suggested, maybe he was selected by your friend because he was a skeptic and deserved to learn something new. Well, quite possibly, because all day long he was, uh, you know, giving me the needle about, you know, you really believe this there. I mean, okay, it's a spooky house, so what? This was really a remarkable haunting because it uh, you could it was almost on demand that at a particular time of night a ghostly figure would uh, first it'd be just swirling lights you know and then it would form the shape of a man a man would walk this had been a very wealthy uh, estate he would walk from the stables to the house now when the two daughters are still living. They were taken to a retirement center because they could no longer take care of themselves. But the police would hear and watch this go, our friend policeman who would see this again and again, and then he would hear the ladies, oh, daddy, daddy, it's so good to see you. Are you coming for dinner and so forth? You know, night after night. So on this particular night when he could not make it, when he was the eye and the spy, the skeptic is with me who's been needling me all day And then as we're sitting there in my station wagon, waiting for the phenomena to begin, he sees first, you know, what he thinks are a lot of fireflies. He says, what are they they swirling around? Then he sees that it's forming the shape of a man, and the man is walking toward us. And he says, do you see that? Do you see that? And I couldn't resist. I said, I don't see anything. What do you mean? Well, he started to reach finally for his police special. And that's when I said, okay, okay, I see it too. That's what we're talking about. That's why we're here. That's what we're investigating. So don't shoot it. But I got up again. Another impulse I couldn't resist is I put my hand into the ghost. I just, I didn't know if I'd be zapped to another dimension. But it was kind of like putting your hand, you know, when dry ice is is uh, releasing its its chill, and then watched it continue to walk and go into the house. That was in a university town, and I think practically every professor on the staff went there after we had released the research, 
to observe it, and, and it was seen by that many people. Now, unfortunately, now it was torn down for the proverbial parking lot as the city expanded. But there again, the fear he had when he couldn't deal with it was replicated a year later when on Halloween, I went down to observe it with a number of uh, kind of a policeman's ball. And a number of the policemen who had seen it were discussing it. And again, some skeptics said that they did not believe it. And we said, well, the house had not yet been torn down. Go out and see for yourselves. And they laughed and laughed. And they came back, honest to God, they came back in an hour and a half just white, just white. And they, they fired at it and just burned rubber getting out of there. They were so frightened. So <laughs> I think the the true skeptic is the one that, you know, can suffer very unpleasant uh, reactions and responses when he, she encounters something that he or she simply believed could not be. Well, that kind of leads me to a, an interesting question by Ufology, one of our our posters at com, And Randall asks, having read a number of your books and listened to interviews with you on the radio, I'm amazed at how many paranormal experiences you claim to have had. People like amateur astronomers will watch the sky for years and never see anything unusual. So it's not simply a matter of getting out and looking. Do you feel that there is any reason other than pure luck why you seem to have beaten the odds when it comes to the number of experiences that you have personally had and and other people, too, including myself, have had? Well, yeah, I think I I answered that a little bit at the beginning, uh, but I'll answer it again. Only recently uh, have... Sherry and I just suddenly, you know, the light bulb went off over our head and said, you know, we've never wanted to feel special. We've never wanted to feel, you know, that we have great powers or so forth. And we don't feel that way now. But there must have been something in us, whether it's genetic or whatever, right. uh, that predisposed us, predisposed us to, to this reality. Because, again, looking back, you know, I grew up in this house seeing the figures moving about. Then the activating incident for me really came when I was uh, five, when I saw what I would call in my culture, Scandinavian, a Nissa, which would be looking in the window at you. Looking in the window. Exactly. I've told you the story, Gene. And that was probably the activating incident for me. And I have maintained uh, a contact with Entity who, who continues to do little mischievous things, but never cruel, never mean. But I, I think it's just always led me on because I want to see him again as clearly as I saw him that night. So there seems to be an activating incident. The yeah, same like a trigger. Like a trigger. The same thing occurred to Sherry when she was very, very young. Same thing occurred had, to me. Yeah, okay. And that's why we are predisposed. And and um, again, I, I never looked at, I don't believe in luck. I, I believe that, you know, that we may create our own reality and, and destiny in that regard. But certainly um, with the ghost hunting and, and so forth, and I hate that term, but uh, ghost investigation, 
uh, always, you know, the um, the manifestations and so forth. There were a couple times, and Gene, you know the story of when I went in the house where the several murders had taken place and challenged the entity and it knocked the door, blew the door right off the hinges and lifted all of us in the air. That I revised my attitude that they're all nice, fuzzy psychic residue, I had to explain to my satisfaction that hauntings were simply psychic residue impressed in the environment and then it'd be activated by people of the proper psychic uh, affinity. But certainly, I suppose it, um, you know, some of us are born this way. Some of us are born with it. And as I said, I resisted ever writing about this. My first books, you won't find a, a single comment about. But about the time when Divine Fire, Revelation of Divine Fire, when the entity appeared and gave me the entire contents of the book, yeah, I, by that time I'd begun to accept that maybe I had uh, friends on the other dimension. Let me ask you a fast question here, and we'll have to continue with the answer with our next segment. And that is... Is this something you could learn? Is this an ability we all have but remains dormant because we don't have a triggering mechanism? Is the triggering mechanism external? Excellent question. I'd even We're going to answer it on the other side. <laughs> Why don't you just start it here for about a minute or a minute and a half, and then we'll pick up on it. Go ahead, please. I think it can be taught to degree. The same way I taught creative writing for years, and I said, uh, you know, I admitted that this was uh, in many ways, you know, a scam because you can't really teach creativity, but you can teach people how to write better. You can teach people how to punctuate and so forth. But creativity, I think, you know, and I, I think it's something innate. I think it's something that, um, you know, whether it is it, just the way the genes form or the brain comes together or experiences in the womb or whatever. But, but again, it seems to be genetic. It seems to be uh, because as I've uh, more open-mindedly look at members of my family and, and uh, my my uh, predecessors in the family line, I see and now having contact with cousins that I have never, ever met and finding that uh, they've been reading my books because and now the identifying themselves as the daughter of a cousin or a granddaughter of a cousin they have the same. They, they go out, um, you know, to graveyards. They have mystical experiences, you know. So it does seem to be something that uh, is maybe genetic. I have to ask you more about that because of my personal encounters or non-encounters. Brad Steiger joining Gene and Chris. You're in the the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 
24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ships same day plus all orders over $49 ship free mypatriotsupply.com is american owned by patriots like you passionate about freedom and preparedness call now 866-229-0927 that's 866-229-0927 or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at mypatriotsupply.com choose the original choose the survival seed vault at mypatriotsupply.com Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Uncover a simple privacy loophole that can stop the NSA spying thugs in their tracks at privacylockdown.com. The NSA has already shut down hundreds of sites, and the truth be told, they could shut down this operation at any time. See, the privacy loophole I'm about to show you allows you to make all your sensitive information disappear in the next 30 days or less. Go to privacylockdown.com now to take your life off the grid and see the loophole in the NSA and FBI spying machine before they close the loophole forever. Go to privacylockdown.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Here we go with Brad Steiger. The book is Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Otherworldly Beings, co-authored with Sherry Hansen Steiger. And... In our previous segment, you were mentioning that a lot of the people who have these abilities, these extrasensory capabilities, they may be genetic. Now, over the years, I've been interested in this subject extensively. 
But if I go to my immediate family, well, my son is kind of sort of interested from time to time. But none of the other immediate relatives have any interest whatever. I mean, my late brother didn't admit to anything, although I got interested in UFOs because he left a book by Major Donald Kehoe on his coffee table. But he never indicated to me he was interested. Cousins, no. I have one cousin who didn't like me, and I learned years later why. It's because I was interested in UFOs. My mm. father, my mother, nobody. Strange. Or maybe they didn't Strange. admit it. Maybe that's the problem. Right, right. Yeah, I think an interesting thing, I was reflecting on this. Uh, growing up in World War II and having uncles overseas, and in those days, you know, you didn't hear from your loved ones for months. You had no idea where they were. And that's that's when I, I saw, and, you know, I don't know why I didn't relive this earlier, but I do remember my mother, my grandmother, and my aunts working uh, the table, you know, wrapping the table to try to find out where my uncle was and my uncle was safe. And I guess, uh, now my mother, she, well, maybe she was a medium, but certainly not uh, declared, but she had, um, she had appearances, she had divisions. I'm just, you know, I, some of these things, they don't connect until later when you look, but she would receive um, advice from the lady and telling dad, you know, that a storm might be coming, so he'd better finish the planting or uh, information that she... And this is passed on to, um, to I guess, the family. I found out that my nephew, who I did not think because he's, uh, he's received, you know, quite a high, which to protect his anonymity, I won't identify him, but a very high political status in the country, <laughs> admitted that the, the lady appeared to him. So it, it seems that... And, and looking on now, <laughs> going back when I, I think of of the family and the stories that I've heard, and that's why I say when when we were having the seminars, I think these an apprehension of this can be taught, a sensitivity toward this can be taught, and certainly a, a person I think can become a more complete individual by using meditation and, and other means of uh, evaluating and exploring and expanding. So all of these practices, I, I think certain of them can be learned. A receptivity to this creativity, because I, I choose to call it, you know, the paranormal, but it's also paracreativity. Uh, I think a, a receptivity, an openness, and a certain attitude can only enrich people by having an attitude of openness, but not credulity. Credulity is the enemy. And an over-imagination, imaginativeness, can be the enemy. You really do have to be grounded. You, you have to, in other words, we have too much of now, uh, gee, after the football game, let's go weak 
work the Ouija board. Or, hey, the old Gunderson place is said to be haunted and no one lives there anymore. Let's go through the house. We have too much of that, that it's a game. And again, I, I don't want to be critical of some of the shows on TV, but they indicate that the paranormal is really more entertainment than something serious that must be studied with an attitude almost of devotion. You need almost to be devout when you approach such a, a matter as making contact or thinking you can make contact or believing you can make contact. That has to be with an attitude of both openness and devotion and seriousness. It's not entertainment. Yes, but the TV networks are looking for ratings. News is now entertainment. One day they awakened and realized that you can make profits from news, and therefore they will take the news and present it in a way that's entertaining, and sometimes facts are secondary. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. It's been astonishing, you know, for for some of us old guys to see this. But but again, I think the the time in which one begins to... But it, let, let me make this, I think, a very important point. It can't be forced. After uh, when the book, uh, The um, Sixth Sense came out, and the little boy, I see dead people, I had a disturbingly number of wives, I mean mothers and Mothers and wives, but mothers, I meant to say, write to me and ask how they could help their children see dead people. And my answer was always the same. For God's sake, don't. If your child has mediumistic abilities and you, you are objective enough to totally appraise them, then give him support. Give him or her support, comfort, love, but don't encourage your children to see dead people because they can, which I did not put into the emails. And it's not very much fun to be confronted with that either. I gather, obviously, the kid in the sixth sense was not having a regular old time seeing those dead people. But they thought it was cool. They thought it was cool. And some would write back very angry letters. You know, to me, well, then I'll just go to someone else who would teach me that. You know, they they really wanted that. They thought that would be neat if their five, six-year-old was seeing dead people. Uh, Again, the imagination can come in. But you know, there you talk about opening doorways. Uh, You just don't do that to your child. You don't do that to your child. The reverse, if the child is seeing something, and we're getting near the end of the segment, if the child is seeing something, it's frightening like that. Is there a way to desensitize that child? Yeah. uh, Again, it can be made into, uh, you can make, you can't make light of it. You can't mock it. You have to deal with it in a very straightforward way and direct that creative impulse to another area of painting or acting or singing, not working violent 
TV games. That's not the way to release it. But it, they create, because all this is creativity. All this is the creative aspect of humanity. And so the creativity should be diverted in other ways. Oh, well. A lot to divert, a lot to move on with. Brad mm-hmm. Steiger and Sherry Hansen Steiger wrote Real Encounters, Different Dimensions, and Other World Lead Beings. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets. But fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use, you just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. Fake TV is only $29.95 with free shipping. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Which do you love best, Thanksgiving dinner or leftovers? The meal takes such time and effort, you wish it was easier so you could have it more often. Well, right now it is. Right now you can. Imagine your family enjoying the ultimate comfort food easily during stressed out times of a disaster or emergency, or outdoors while camping or hiking. The freeze-dried feast from Freeze-Dry Guy is a special case of Thanksgiving dinner, ready for you any day of the year for at least 25 years. Freeze-dried turkey tetrazzini, green beans, dehydrated potatoes and sweet potatoes, yes, even dessert. This delicious feast is ready to eat when you want or need it most easily in just minutes. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. There's free shipping, plus your family could win a free traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Go now to freezedryguy.com. Heart and Body Extract continues to receive positive testimonials from people who have experienced amazing results, like Reed. I just wanted to send you a quick but a very big thank you for Heart and Body Extract. 
I've been on the formula for nearly a month now. And the improvement in the circulation of my legs has been simply amazing. Reed was facing a tough choice. I was facing surgery due to the severity of 100% blocked arteries in both my legs. And my decision waiting for surgery to say no and try heart and body extract instead has been thankfully the right decision. And the result? I can now walk up steps without noticeable pain. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Exploring the unknown, unknown beings, unknown places. I guess the critical question always comes into play, Brad Steiger. How do we know when people are just maybe faking it? And that happens all the time. Now, after um, 50 years of this, I don't lay down a challenge saying you can't fool me, but, uh, oh, Gene, you know, we at this point we've heard it all, haven't we? But maybe we haven't. Maybe someone will come up with a new one. But I, I like to think that uh, in the exchange, and we get some... Uh, we get some incredibly, I mean, after this book has come out, I mean, we, we just have really remarkable. And the thing, these are very intelligent people, and they're dealing with things, you know, that have been told all their lives that they can't see, they can't be. And now they say, you know, inexplicably but incredibly, I am seeing these things, I'm having these feelings, I'm having this. And, and again, someone will write, as they do, saying, I have the most astonishing vision that no one has ever had in the history of the world, but I'm willing to share it with you. Now, come on. Uh, Again, as politely as I can, I say, you know, after being in really absorbing all of my life, maybe all 77 years, but professionally for at least 60 years, I doubt if you have a vision that I would declare the world had never heard. Or they have a ghost picture that if this is revealed, it will prove for all time that the afterlife exists. And, of course, we try to answer as politely as possible that the afterlife does not hinge upon a photograph. The afterlife is a matter of faith. It's a matter of opportunity. It's a matter of uh, vision and for some experience, but for most faith and a photograph one way or the other, and especially today. I mean, come on, back in the 50s and 60s, Gene, when we got those UFO pictures, I mean, we said, ah, come on, you just pasted it on the the window and took a picture of it, or you threw a hubcap in the air. But now with the photography and digital photography, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but uh, photography does not give us our proof. It may demonstrate the talent of the individual, but it doesn't give proof. So all of these people are offering proof. I mean, it, it may truly be something that is proof for themselves, but to declare, you know, that they have the answers, 
as I've said so long, someone who claims he or she has the answers, I don't want to sit beside on a long bus ride. Well, there's so much of that. Is it because of wishful thinking? We have this mystery or many mysteries we cannot understand. So somebody comes in there and hopes they've solved it or mm-hmm. maybe believes they've solved it or maybe you know, takes at, advantage of people who want a solution. Right. But at best you can say for some people who you feel are sincere, then you can say, well, God bless you. You've solved it for yourself. You proved it to yourself. And that's very important. That's very important to you. But to try to say that it may not have special meaning to others. This is your own special proof. So because of its being individual proof, you can't have a couple of scientists come in the door and say, okay, let's get our instruments out. Can you measure it? Is any of this stuff measurable at all? Well, people declare it is. And, and uh, I, I think one day we'll measure it. We're getting into... Uh, quantum mechanics, whatever that means. I hear so many definitions. We subscribe to a number of scientific publications. Some we cherish a little more than others. Some are very open. We also subscribe to some that are very closed to this field because I think it's good. You know, you, you need to hear what what the skeptics, the doubters are saying. I, and I, I think that's all valuable. And again, you see this constant And that's, if I go back again to the other, you know, the other, that seems to me to be the impulse, the the, the spirit of of humanity that uh, whether it comes from outer space, whether it comes from within, whether it comes from our higher self, I think there is a direction. I think there is a purpose. And that's, I realize that can be a belief. It's one that Sherry shares, of course, or we couldn't be uh, living together, let alone writing books together. But again, one thing, when I had my near-death experience at age 11, you know, uh, you know I come from an evangelistic Christian background. So one would think when I was dying, and everyone thought I was dying, including the doctor, everyone, that I would have seen Jesus. I would have seen angels. What I saw was a series of geometric designs. And when I would say, I don't want to die, I would see, and I see them clearly now. There's no way I can explain them. But I saw a pattern that told me, okay, kid, if you die, here's the word. The world will go on without you. Okay. But then after a series, I saw, you know, and again, this sounds pretentious, but hear me out. I saw, for me, the meaning of life, the meaning of history, the meaning of everything. And to me, it saw that there was a plan. Now, I see it clearly. I can describe it. I don't claim to have that ability, folks. I don't claim to see that now, and I can't give you a revelation. It like, sounds like a DMT experience, like your body flooded you with dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, okay, you can say that explanation, but I think, you know, yeah, okay. So there was a chemical response, but at any rate, seeing what I think were the building blocks, you know, of of reality was what told me that 
the names we give to our various philosophies are useful to certain individuals at certain time. The names we give to our religious expressions are useful to certain people at certain times. But there is a oneness. There is a oneness that we are all a part of. There's only one reality. There's only one faith. There's only one. And it supersedes the entire and absorbs itself into the entire species. We are one. We recognize that we are creatures of the light rather than of the darkness. And that's what I saw, which was meaningful to me. And seeing those patterns, those symbols, rather than entities. Now, later on then, I was in another reality. The type of beautiful reality I like, where there were horses and valleys and and uh, popcorn machines and you know just a wonderful people laughing and talking and being kind and loving during the five days when I was unconscious and obviously did not die, but a part of me died, and that was the you know the solidly pattern of life that was probably had been set for me and an entire change and alteration and and a true realization of what I was to do and and what I was to be. Wow. That's pretty heavy for an 11-year-old to go through. Yeah, yeah. And and I tried. Then when I came back, I realized, well, it is true, just as everyone tells me, I should be a pastor when I grow up. And well, in a way, you the, are. Well, in a way, I am. I, I prefer to say shaman. Yeah, shaman, but, which is, which is. I mean, you, people look up to you, and they look up to your life experience and your, your wisdom. And, uh, and you have a lot of, of, of lessons that you share uh, through your work, and, and Sherry as well. And, and there's, uh, <laughs> there's a real correlation there. We have to do the break what now. I learned, we have to do the break now. Brother okay. Steiger, we've got to do the break now. And then we'll continue <laughs> with our final segment. Brad Steiger joins Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these specials. A 14 by 21 foot shop for under 6000 or a 50 by 100 for under 30000 You heard right. That's 5000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Nutritious food is real body armor. It builds muscle, burns fat, improves digestion, and feeds the entire body the nutrients it needs. Did you know the U.S. government banned the hemp plant from growing in the United States and classified it as a Schedule One drug to hide it behind the marijuana plant? People have been confused about this plant for over 80 years, and many still don't know what hemp is. So now you know hemp is not marijuana, and marijuana is not hemp. They are different varieties of the same species. Hemp USA.org wants the world to know these basic facts and to help people understand that hemp protein powder is the best-kept health secret you need to know about. Remember, hemp protein powder contains 53% protein, is gluten-free, anti-inflammatory, non-GMO, and is loaded with nutrients. Call 888-910-4367, 888-910-4367, and see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you only at HempUSA.org. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Just think here, there's going to be a recording someday where all the people who have ever said the stinger, the Paracast, <laughs> will be put in one room or a virtual room, we'll put it together, we'll put some music behind it, Chris will play 27 different instruments, and it'll be a hit record. It will be. In the old it. days, of course, you had the Mothers of Invention and Frank Zappa doing Susie Cream Cheese. We will do the Paracast and the Mothers of Devolution or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. 
That sounds almost like Devo. I think it'd be the mothers of prevention. Yeah. I just wanted to add one thing. As I said, the I became convinced then that I was to go into the ministry, and I went to uh, a Christian college, and all the Bible department thought that I, too, was the, going to the seminary. But the more I talked about my experiences, I realized that in the conventional reality of the church at that time, I hope there's been growth, they didn't want to hear about, I went to another heaven and came back, because that was looked upon really as uh, almost blasphemous. And uh, I thought that I would be in the pulpit, and I would be saying, folks, everything that has been promised is true. But I realized at that time, back in the 50s, that would not be an acceptable message. There is only Heresy. one. Yeah, there's right. And there's only one path and there's only one way that one can get to heaven. And that was yeah. clearly outlined by the doctrines and dogma of the church. So that's when I realized that, you know, the type of spirituality, you know, that I would be talking about and sharing would be a universal spirituality in which we emphasize the oneness, there's only one life force, there's only one species, there's only one reality, and there's only one spirit, and we are all a part of it. And people, some people who resonate with that, and some people are still offended because um, moving away from the various doctrines. Now, if those doctrines give you strength and give you courage, to face the world as it is with its many dangers and obstacles, then that is wonderful and the path you should follow. Mm. But I hope that part of everyone recognizes that they are not superior to anyone. They do not have a greater truth than anyone. And life is kind of like uh, our friend Gina Chermanara would say, yeah, she was a semanticist as well as writing about uh, spiritual matters, that life is like a great spiritual cafeteria, and there is not one true food. You select what you can digest and what works for you. There is no one true food. So if someone comes and says, your plate is wrong. It's a smorgasbord. All right. It is a spiritual smorgasbord. You got it. Chris, any questions left from our audience? Yeah, um, there, there's one, one left um, that I, I think is a good one. And uh, I think it really uh, kind of sums up uh, a lot of people who are, you know, sitting on the fence or a little bit skeptical about a lot of these, these uh, types of subject matter that uh, you've written extensively about and that we cover here on the Paracast. We do have uh, quite a uh, healthily open-minded but skeptical audience, I might might say, in a lot of sense. And uh, the question is from Burnt State again: If there are actual messages that this other wants to get across to us, why are there no? Why aren't they more explicit? And why aren't they uh, directed at humanity instead of getting muddled up with contactees and individuals, where the message often destabilizes into ridiculousness or the need to form human cults of worship? 
shouldn't they pick a more reliable way to communicate? Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? Or one of the big questions. Well, and, it's a conditioning uh, process, number one. Yeah, it is a conditioning process. We have centuries of conditioning that we have to cut through. And I think the message, if you look at the message, it's consistent. Uh, my book, Revelation of the Divine Fire, uh, I tried to show there the consistency of the central message of revelation that has come to prophets. Now, again, uh, many people have tried to make prophecy profitable, haven't they? And they set up uh, various institutions throughout history uh, to to charge people certain sums for them to interpret the prophecy. The answers are within, always within. And I think that's what the message has always been, to look within, examine yourself, to your own self be true, etc., etc., etc. But it's going to take... Uh, a long time to to uh, shed this conditioning process that's been going on for centuries. But if you look at the what we call the uh, the holy books, if you will, of all cultures, you see they're they're all saying the same. They have the same message, but we have human interpreters, and that's what we have to somehow in the moments of silence in the moment to recognize that these are all individual mystical experiences. Henry James, or William James, excuse me, uh, in his Varieties of Religious Experience mentions that. And I, I think it's something we should always remember, that all of these experiences, all of the experiences that we mentioned in the other, are examples of the individual mystical experience the truth and the meaning lies always in the individual, not in theologies, not in doctrines, not in dogma, but in the individual mystical experience, the oneness, the unanimity of that. An interesting sum up. So Brad Steiger, what's next on the agenda? You got another 25 books we're going to see soon? It's a time... Gene, old friend, to kind of evaluate, to carefully assess what the next, next project will be. Uh, we think, forgive a little bit of ego, that Real Encounters is a very special book to us. We hope it will be to, to many others. And then it's the time of reevaluation and reflection. But, my friend, you shall be among the first to know what the next project is. Indeed, you'll have the autographed copy and we'll be ready to go. For ready our listeners who want to know more about all the stuff Brad Steiger does, do you have a website or something you can point them to? Yes, we have the website, which you so graciously put on your website. It's www. Brad and Sherry, A-N-D, and Sherry is S-H-E-R-R-Y dot com. We also have a Brad Steiger Facebook now. All right. People can check that out for try to keep people informed as to what we're doing. All right. And the book, by the way, is called Real Encounters, Different Dimensions and Otherworldly Beings. Brad Steiger and Sherry Hansen Steiger. It's a thick book, folks. 
Okay. It's yep. Well worth the read. Press, and it's very well printed, very well presented. Lots and lots of illustrations. I'm looking at it now. Seriously, I really have it here. Speaking of books, our own Chris O'Brien is putting the finishing touches on stalking the herd. A definitive look at cattle mutilations. And I know he's going to send a copy autographed to Brad Steiger. I certainly am. I will do a review of it. I would um, love that. Boy, I'd be honored. I've, I've got to, Sherry says, to give, to remember her to your dear wife. And we think fondly of your son. And we think fondly of you always, Gene. And Chris, nice to get to know you. Thank you very much, sir. Let me just tell our listeners that you can find more of Chris O'Brien's stuff at OurStrangePlanet.com. Once again, that's OurStrangePlanet.com. We are on Facebook, too. There are two Paracast fan clubs there. On Twitter, we are the Paracast. Or if you go to theparacast.com, you'll learn a lot more. Brad Steiger again. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Always my pleasure, guys. Take care. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.